0: <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the j would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. So the Israelites are hungry. And after all God had done for them already, bringing them out of Egypt, walking through the Reed Sea and giving them freedom that they didn't get yet completely because they were still in the desert, they start complaining. God hears your prayers. God hears your prayers, and he answers our prayers. But God doesn't have a watch, so he doesn't do it on our time. He answers our prayers on his time. And look back in your own lives. How many times God answered your prayer, not the way you wanted to, and maybe the way you wanted the prayer answered wasn't going to work out for you anyway, but you only know that in hindsight. That's happened to me a lot, a lot. So you pray, you go with it, and you ask God to give you the bread of life. You know, go online open the newspapers, open the magazines, open your TV stations, and whatever they got, they're going to sell it to you. And and if you buy it right now, you get two for one. And if you you buy it right now, what they got to offer you is going to answer all your, your needs, and it will get your house clean, it will make you lose weight, it'll remove wrinkles, and again, if you get... If you order now, you only get two for one, but you get a whole another edition, and you get this little extra thing that goes alongside with it. You see, the world has always been offering something that you want to say, what is it? I got the answer. It doesn't matter what it is. I got the answer. With a good salesperson, you're going to get it. You're going to receive it. Even if you don't think you need it, you're going to get it, and you're going to order it, because good sales will make you think you, you need it. And of course, if you need it, you gotta have it. And if you have it, then you do like a lot of people do—you start hoarding. And you open your closet, and like I love Lucy. Remember, I love Lucy's closet. Everything would fall out. And how many of us are there? How many? How many got so much stuff that I don't want to say you're that good, like I love Lucy, that bad, like I love Lucy. But how many have so much stuff they don't know what to do with some of it? One, two, three. Uh, okay. And they get a little honest go look inside because if I, I'm gonna to come to your houses I'm gonna do that I'm gonna come and open up all the cabinets and we'll see all the stuff when, when I get it's a story but I gotta tell you so my, fa- my my mother died years before my father so my father lived alone we were with him every week and we but he he enrolled in what they call lunch uh, for seniors and and he would go eat at the parish center but they would always give him something to take home you know which was very nice my father did not drink tea but he was not going to let a tea bag go to waste. <laughs> okay, so he didn't drink coffee either. But okay, so we go there to clean out his house after he passed, and we open one cabinet, and my daughter me—all the tea bags came floating out. Uh, tea bags that had to be like 15 years worth of tea bags, five times a week. You know, I wasn't going to waste them. Okay, and I didn't drink tea at that point, and so okay. So I think we all can identify with that. And you open up that closet and say, "What is it?" It's what he thought, in this case, my father regarding tea, what he thought he needed at the time. And we all have those things in our lives, that we thought we needed it at the time. Sometimes it's people. We thought we needed this person in our lives at the time. Thank God we made that, you know, we cleared that out and didn't make that mistake. Some people make the mistake, but that, we're not talking about them right now. We're talking about what is it? What is it that we need? And, and the, the, the scriptures touch upon an answer and Jesus puts the exclamation point at the answer okay they thought the Israelites they thought they needed something to eat because of their stomachs You, you brought us out of Egypt we're starving we have no water we have no drink we have no food and Moses in his intercession with God and again this is this is how the story is passed on. This is not fact that was written on the spot. This is how the, the tradition of our church and our scriptures are passed on to us, a verbal tradition. So the story is Moses is told by God, I'll take care of them. I'll feed the, the pains in the feet. I'm going to feed them all. Okay. He says that in the morning, go out and you're going to pick up something to eat go back to my father, when we were down the bungalow down the shore, Jersey Shore, Union Beach um, when he stayed over we used to love it because he would go out early in the morning and we'd go to the bakery and he would bring home buns and nice bread and stuff like that the problem with it is my mother and father's bedroom was right off the kitchen and he would open up the bags of delicacies When he got home it's still early like seven ish maybe and and you'd hear the crinkling of the bags and he's trying to do it quietly we didn't hear it my mother heard it and Frank shut that bag stop doing that and of course that woke us up my mother's but the bags didn't wake up so my mother's voice woke, woke us up so so he comes home and he brings this stuff to us because we think we want it, okay? So no, we go back to the people of Israel. They think they want it. They want something to eat. So God says, okay, what you need is already at your fingertips. This is God talking to us, and he's also talking to them. What you need is already at your fingertips. We already have what we need. Even, even in cases of dire hunger, or loss, if a person is there hungry and at loss, he already or she already has what they need. You and I can nourish it. You and I can provide it. So those who are hungry in our society have what they need. And those who can supply that need are sitting right here. You, you get that. We are responsible for one another. Okay, different story. So God says to them, go out in the morning and you're going to get your fill. And as, as the scripture told us, there was like a horror forest that grew on the trees and it would descend on, on the damask, damask trees and it would descend and you put it together and you, you scrunch uh, you know, it up like this and they would make bread out of it, a kind of bread, like a toast, okay? Uh, and then they would eat that. And then the quail. The quail story is... Quail used to fly over Europe, and then when they were going back to home, I don't know the bi- biology of it or the, 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 the zoology of it, but when, when they would fly over the desert, they would be exhausted, so often they would rest in the Sinai. Well, guess what? A, a rested quail is, is supper, so they used to catch them, and they So here is God saying to them, it, it's not, it doesn't say it this way in here, you, you already have what you need. You're hungry? You have it there. Open your eyes. Apiloki. Open your eyes because God has already given us what we need. Now, 21st century that. God has already given us what we need. It's up to us to open our eyes and our hearts so often to reach out and, and take it. Reach out and share it. It's really up to us. And in the New Testament, Jesus puts the exclamation on what exactly it is that we need, excuse me, him. Don't forget, yeah, God the Father fed the people in the desert, but he is here now. He, the word of God made flesh, he is here right now. In Jesus, we have what we need. In Jesus, we have the answers. We have the best sale. We have the best two-for-one. We, we have the best bargain. We have the, the thing that will keep us young, the thing that will keep us vibrant. We have in Jesus what will keep us active. Jesus Christ as the bread of life. Now, I, I want to use the bread because that's significant because Jesus keeps that concept of bread at the Last Supper and puts it in a tangible form in the bread that they eat at the at the last supper the matzah so we're talking about bread in in two levels right now jesus as the bread of life just being himself as the bread of life and jesus giving us himself in the bread that we can actually chew on and take into ourselves so the the miracle and we call it a sacrament the sacrament is that he's present in that eucharist that bread of thanksgiving but the real issue is he's always with us. He's the word made flesh. That flesh is the Eucharist. But his word is what is with us always. So he says to those, oh, you already have what you need. So they say, you know, yeah, our ancestors got manna in the desert. They got the birds. They ate and all that. Moses gave them all this. What do you got to give us? Get it straight, ladies and gentlemen. My father gave them what they needed to eat because my father takes care of them as he takes care of us right now. My father takes care of them and he took care and is taking care of you now by giving you what you need, my flesh, Jesus himself. Well, well, give us, give us that. I've already given it to you. My word gives life. My, my prayer gives life. My example gives life. My style of living gives you life beyond your imaginations. He fills all our needs. He takes care of us. And let's put it in perspective. You know, we all want something we don't, I shouldn't say we all, very often we all want something we don't have. Well, That desire between the the thing and us, that desire right here is Jesus. And Jesus allows us to look at the tangible things of our lives that we want and desire and look back on ourselves and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Put yourself in the presence of God. If you're meant to get that, whether it's a relationship, a new home, a loaf of bread, if you're meant to get it, Put your priorities in Jesus being willing to give it to you on his own time. It means trust. It means faith. It means prayer. It means being one with God who is the bread of life. And that security, that foundation can run our lives in a very positive direction. Knowing that I'd like a new this, or I'd like a new that, uh, piano, piano, slowly, slowly, but The desire has to be in concert with Jesus, whose Father gave us the bread of life in person, whose Father feeds us, who himself feeds us in his own own Eucharistic presence, but he feeds us in his word. He feeds us in his actions, and he gives us more than we need. He gives us exactly what we need. Now, Jesus doesn't fill your bank account. Jesus doesn't fill your coffers. But Jesus can make us appreciate what's in our bank account or what's not in our bank account. Because again, from us to the thing we want, put Jesus in there. Your will be done, he gave us. You think that, that prayer from the Lord's Prayer is an accident? You think he said, oh, let me, say let, let me give them something that they can chew on in the 21st century. For me personally, that is the number one prayer I use always. Your will be done. Because I, through my life, I wanted a lot of things. But always backed up with your will be done. And then I got what I needed, not necessarily what I wanted. Your will be done is the, the mantra of the Christian, I think, in so many ways. Because then there's a confidence between the stuff of life and ourselves. And that confidence is faith. Knowing that God will feed us and nourish us and take care of us and and secure our relationship. And sometimes, you know, like the kids used to do, they close their eyes and, "No, no, 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 I don't hear you, I don't hear God, I don't want to hear you, God, because I know what I want, I want that. Person, place, thing, I want that. And then what do you do? You go get it. And what do you do? You sit on it because it fails whether it's a marriage, whether it's a car, whether it's a house that you want and you didn't do it with God. And it fails. We know that. The old story is, my grandmother used to tell gospel stories, the gospel according to Rosalia. And she said, because my brother and I always, you know, you, you know, we're cutting a piece of cake. The, first, the kid who cut it got the second choice. Okay, so whoever cut it, the other brother would get the first choice. So you always made sure it was metamata, even, even. And the same thing with pouring a glass of soda. Whoever poured more, the other person had the first choice. Okay, so she goes back one day and she says, <clears throat> one day St. Peter and the apostles were hungry. Morte de fama. They were dying of hunger. So Jesus said to them, think of who this is. Jesus says to them, okay, go, go pick yourself up a stone. Bring it over here. I'll bless it. I don't know if he made the sign of the cross, but I'll bless it. And you'll have something. So James gets this. John gets that. Peter rolls in a stone. on Peter's with the stone. And, and Jesus says, Ma, I said to the, Now sit on it. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev.